and welcome to the Let Me Out, I'm Stuck podcast. I am your host, Cha-Cha. My boyfriend is a plumber.com. No, that is not a porno site, which was, uh, you know, suggested to me after I bought the domain name and set up my, my, uh, my next project. Um, I went out to lunch with my friend and I told her, finally, I've come up with the concept that is, it's going to make a difference and it's called myboyfriendisaplumber.com and the first thing she asked me was if it was a porno site. Um, So I told her no and she said, yeah, you're right, I probably just thought of that because I watch a lot of porn. Um, so in that was about six months ago, and in the time since then, only a couple of other people that I've, that I've mentioned this to have had the reaction that that sounds like a porn site, and it turns out that those people are also people that watch a lot of porn. So if... You are a person that watches a lot of porn, no judgment, but just to clarify for you, my boyfriend is a plumber.com is not a porno site. However, you should definitely still check it out. You should check it out if you like porn and you should check it out if you don't like porn because while my boyfriend is a plumber.com is not a porno site, it is awesome and entertaining and you know will make you will make you feel good so cha-cha what is it what is my boyfriend is a plumber.com well I will tell you my boyfriend is a plumber.com is the next big thing. It's what everyone's going to be talking about. It's what is going to change the way we think, we act, we take risks, and make shit happen. So what do I mean? What am I talking about? How is that possible? And you're still not convinced that it's not a porno site. Well, at myboyfriendisaplumber.com, we specialize in unclogging pipe dreams. I believe that we have pipe dreams because they help us aspire to what is possible. When we have a pipe dream, it's something that we say, man, that would be cool if only blah, blah, blah. If only this, if only that. Uh, Too bad I'll never have enough money or too bad... I can't quit my job, too bad, I live here instead, too bad, too bad, too bad. Not too bad. Those are just clogs in your mind that are stopping you from aspiring to what is possible, but you have to try, and you have to go for what you want in life, and you have to make the decisions and the actions that while they may not be the easiest and 
take a little bit of work. You have to unclog your pipe dreams and work towards them. And one day you may wake up and everything may come true. Um, and the thing is that the sooner you start unclogging your pipe dreams, the sooner they can come true. Because unless you're doing something about it, you're doing nothing about it, and the longer your pipe dream stays clogged, the more clogged it becomes, eventually it will start to corrode, and then you might just be out of luck. So, lucky for you, my boyfriend is a plumber.com is here to help you unclog your pipe dreams and go for what you want in life. So, why the fuck did I choose my boyfriend is a plumber.com? What does it have to do with anything besides the fact that the idea of a clogged pipe dream is really silly? Uh, so, a couple reasons. First of all, um, the idea of a clogged pipe dream is really silly. Uh, you know, there are so many, like, self-help and, and motivational and coaching and all these different, uh, uh, you know, sources and, and genres that we read to kind of make, help us achieve our goals, which is essentially what it is. Uh, unclogging your pipe dream is achieving your goal. It's making your, your dream life come true. But, you know, all of, those, all of those other guys, they talk about, you know, uh, manifestation and your aura and the universe and all this metaphysical shit that while it sounds like a beautiful sentence when you read it, uh, it really doesn't make any sense, and it sounds, it sounds serious and exhausting and foreign and impossible, and, you know, you might as well just keep watching The Real Housewives because just one more episode and they might actually uh, resolve what they're fighting about. No, no, they're just going to keep fighting. So every episode is. They have a new fight. Um, but it's so entertaining and we watch it every time. But not anymore because now you have myboyfriendisaplumber.com and you are going to unclog your pipe dreams. Because the thing is, like, when you, want to, when you are trying to go for what you want in your life, you need it to be as approachable, as... as inviting as silly as possible so that it doesn't seem scary or stressful or impossible. It sounds like something that isn't, uh, it's not so bad to read about and, and talk about uh, plumbing metaphors all day long and clogged pipe dreams and money clogs and I hate my job clogs. And it just takes a little edge off when you are unhappy in your current situation. Because believe me, I know what it's like to be unhappy in my current situation. If you listen to episode one of this podcast, you know that Let Me Out, I'm Stuck is a, um, 
a reference to my first words as a baby. Yes, I was two years old. Up until that point, I had been, my parents thought I was deaf and dumb. And then out of nowhere, at two, I let out a complete sentence. And that sentence was, let me out, I'm stuck. Um, so you know that uh, that's why uh, this is the name of the podcast. Um, but you do not know that about 20-something years after I said those words and I was living in New York City and starting to, for the first time, really recognize that I didn't have to do things a certain way. There were all different ways that I could, just and choices and, and um, options and variety and points of view for me to take on. I didn't have to just do it this one way that had been the only way that I had known for the last 20-something years. Um, and I started thinking differently and acting differently and talking about different jobs that I wanted to have or different cities that I wanted to live in. Um, and I was pretty much told by everyone around me from people at my job, my bosses, to my parents and my friends and my aunts and uncles, um, pretty much that I needed to stop acting and talking that way because I was being obnoxious or foolish or naive um, and had a really negative response from people. And the crazy thing was that it was the first time that I ever actually felt happy and alive and excited about what I was saying and doing. Um, and it just didn't make sense to me. I just didn't understand why no one I knew seemed to be supportive of what I had going on. So instead of trying to convince them, I just started writing everything in a journal. Um, that journal pretty much became my my best friend and advocate because I just didn't have one. Uh, so I would write to myself, um, you know, keep calm and cha-cha on. Um, I wrote that one day and, you know, it was just like a light bulb went off of like, yes, like that, that's something. Um, I actually, I posted it after I thought of it, I posted it on Facebook um, because I thought it was just such a great silly tagline. And my mother responded to the Facebook um, in, on a public thread. She responded, are you okay? And I wrote back, yes, I'm fine. It's just a tagline. Um, but that just goes to show that like, her first reaction to that was not to think, oh, ha, ha, like, that's a silly thing to say. Keep calm and cha-cha on. I get it. It's about, it's about being yourself, and it's about, like, keep dancing and keep, keep on trucking. No, of course, she just assumed that it was some kind of crisis um, because, you know, I, I was falling apart. So as I started to write more and more and am just making myself crack up at these stories that I'm writing down about, uh, the adventures that I'm on, I realized that this is something that I want to share with people. I want people, like I used to say to myself, if, if only they would read what I'm writing here, if only they would give me enough time to, to read my full point of view, there's just no way that they could still be 
so negative about who and what I am. If they would if I could just explain myself in the way that I do in my in my journals and my writing. And I also thought that I was really lucky in that I did start writing all of this stuff down and I did have myself as as an advocate. But I'm sure that there are so many people uh, and so many women and girls that when they start having big ideas and dreams and talking about something that may seem impossible, but, you know, if they really, really try and are just completely focused on achieving this goal, is it really impossible? Is it really a bad thing that they thought about it in the first place? Um, there's got to be other people that are going through what I am who don't have themselves as, as a motivational speaker. And if I could share my stories and my writing, I can give people someone to relate to and know that they are not alone and also that just because no one seems to think that their dream is possible, that doesn't mean that it's a bad dream or an impossible dream. Um, in fact, it may just be that they, that you, you see it too clearly for, and it's just too far advanced for them to, to understand. So let me out, I'm stuck grew from a, you know, a proclamation when I was two years old. When I was 24 years old, it became a mission that I wanted to write a book, a memoir, um, that would be written in first person, present tense, um, and it was called, it is called, Let Me Out, I'm Stuck. Uh, so, had this idea, and you know, I lived in New York for another five, six, seven years talking about Let Me Out, I'm Stuck. I went to grad school in New York um, for publishing and wanted Let Me Out, I'm Stuck to be my, my final thesis, you know. I wanted to just sink my teeth into how to create a business plan around this crazy dream that I have. Um, and just everyone told me no. My teachers, my professors told me no, it's impossible, you can't write a book, that's not a good project, think of another project. Um, my parents were frustrated that I kept talking about writing a book instead of getting a job. Um, and it was just really a bad situation of people telling me no and winter. Winter was a real problem for me too. It gets cold in New York. And in New York, you can't get in your car to drive anywhere. You got to walk everywhere. And, you know, it's, it's just fucking cold. So after eight years of being told that I was crazy and being cold for, you know, eight months out of the year, I decided that California was where I needed to be. So I moved to California for sake of brevity. I'm not going to go into all the the exciting details and triumphs of how I got to California, but I will tell you that I moved to California having never been there, not knowing a soul. Um, I moved to San Diego because that's where I got a job first. 
I spent three months um, in when I was still living on the East Coast. I spent three months just applying to every job that seemed appropriate up and down the California coast. Uh, I had what seemed like hundreds of phone interviews, but once they found out that I was still in New Jersey, they quickly lost interest. Uh, and after three tormenting months, I finally got a job, San Diego. All right, sure, I'll move to San Diego. I didn't know anything about it, um, but, you know, it. California. I, <laughs> coming from New Jersey, I had absolutely no concept of how big of a state California is. Um, California is a very big state. The terrain of California is very different from north to south. Um, and, you know, I had no idea. All in California sounded good as a whole. I needed to get away from winter. I needed to get away from Dr. and Mrs. Judgmental Steen, my parents. Um, and so I applied to California, got a job in San Diego, and I moved there. Uh, so I lived in San Diego for two years. I had a great job as a copywriter that was eight months off, four months, or sorry, eight months on, four months off. So I would work from August through April, and then I had May through September. And when you live in San Diego and you don't have to go to work, May through September, you go to the beach. And it was awesome. I called that summer the summer of writing and wrote every day. In that summer, I transcribed 10, I think, 10 journals that I walked away uh, from New York with that I'd written over the years. I transcribed every single one of them onto my laptop. And then I printed out my first official draft of Let Me Out, I'm Stuck. And then I edited that draft and in incorporated those edits and then printed out the second draft of Let Me Out, I'm Stuck. And that's pretty much where my progress ended because after uh, about a year and a half of doing that um, with my, my nose in my computer and just solely fo focused on let me out, I'm stuck, I realized that I didn't have any friends and I couldn't find a steady place to live. I had moved six times in the last 18 months. Um, I just kept getting kicked out or, or moving into a bad situation that I didn't realize until I was already there. Um, but I just could not make it work in San Diego. So I said to myself, oh, you know, I really want friends and I'm sick of um, working on my book all by myself. So I think I should move to San Francisco because I'm a city girl and everyone told me that San Francisco was going to be great. So that's, that's what I'm going to do. And pretty much without any recognition that moving to San Francisco and taking on a full-time job that did not give me summers off was pretty much 
giving up on my dream of let me out, I'm stuck. And so I uh, applied for jobs in San Francisco, determined that's, that's what I needed. I needed some friends and I needed some city and I needed some public transportation and that was going to make me feel better. And luckily, the day that I gave my 30-day notice that to my San Diego landlord that I was going to be moving to San Francisco, I met a plumber. I met him at a, at a party, at a house party, so he was not in his plumbing outfit, um, but instead, you know, he was dressed like a civilian, and he was really, really cute. Um, so I met this plumber and I told him, hey, I'm moving to San Francisco, I'm a city girl, whatever. Um, and he said, well, that doesn't really matter to me, um, so I'd like to still see you again. So I let him, you know, buy me dinner and, and take me out and entertain me for my last week in San, Fran in San Diego. And then I moved to San Francisco. Again, in a moment of brevity, I'm not going to get distracted on all of these details of moving to San Francisco and, and all of those things because the point of this post is to tell you about myboyfriendisaplumber.com. So I'll just say this. I did not plan on falling in love with a plumber. The Charlotte of 10 years ago, when she was still in New York and being told that this is, this is how she needs to be, would not have ever dreamed or thought about being in love with a plumber, dating a plumber. Um, and it was actually really scary to realize that, like, well, shit, I am definitely in love with Justin, and if I did break up with him, it would be because he is a plumber. And I was just not okay with that. I mean, he's, Justin's the best. Not only is he really, really cute, which he is, got the smile, it's adorable, um, but he is also exceptionally smart, overly ambitious, witty, and real. If you know from uh, the second episode of this podcast is, is my ideal man, um, but he was also sweet and kind and brave and strong and, you know, all of those things that, that a man should be, Justin is them. Um, and I would be a huge fool if I walked away from that um, because above all of it, he loved, loves me, loves me so much. And if I walked away from that, because of a superficial reason of him being a plumber, like, I was just not okay with being that person. So 
there's only one more problem. I have to tell my parents, Dr. and Mrs. Judgmentalstein, that this is the man for me. Uh, so when, when they came out to visit me in San Francisco, we were out to dinner. Justin obviously was not there because he lived in San Diego. We were in a long-distance relationship. Um, so we went out to dinner, and the first year that I, right after I met Justin, I told my parents that I met this guy in San Diego that um, kind of surprised me and we're keeping in touch, but, you know, don't worry, I just moved to San Francisco and I'm a city girl, blah, blah, blah. So the next year when they came to visit, I told them, oh, yeah, well, you know that guy in San Diego, it turns out that, um, you know, we're madly in love and he's my boyfriend. And uh, my dad asked me, but, you know, the typical first question, oh, well, what does Justin do? And this was, this was my moment. And I took a deep breath and I said, oh, he, he's a plumber. And my dad responded, well, he's not a Republican, is he? And while I did not expect that to be his response, it did, it did, you know, solidify the fears that I had that they just kind of jumped to some kind of conclusion about who and what he was and were going to judge him and, and more importantly, judge me because of that. Um, but at this point, I was so confident in the decision that... I don't care what they think. I, I'm all in with Justin. Um, I was able to look my father in the eyes and say, well, he didn't vote for Hillary Clinton and actually found some sadistic joy in the moment because the shock and just overall fear that my parents must have felt in that moment um, is pretty funny to me. <laughs> um, so that happened, and you know, over the next several months, I started to realize that, hey, like if I can, if I can go for go for that, if I can stand up to my parents and and proclaim to the world that my boyfriend is a plumber. What, what else can I, can I, you know, take a stand and really say, like, this is how, this is how I am. This is how I roll. Um, and, of course, it's let me out. I'm stuck. Um, it's, it's this dream of wanting to write this book. It's this dream of always feeling stuck in these jobs that were never right for me, and I was always getting in trouble because I had a hard time sitting down for eight hours a day. Um, and so after a couple months of, you know, living in, and breathing in this new, in this new thought, thought experience, I realized that, you know what, like, I, I can do it. I'm, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to make this shit happen because I, I'm a good writer and I have a good idea and I just know, I just know if I can get 
let me out, I'm stuck in front of you guys, you're gonna love it. So, let me out, I'm stuck is my pipe dream, but I know that all of you have different pipe dreams, so I didn't want to create something that was just about me and my dream. And that's how my boyfriend is a plumber.com was born because you know we all have pipe dreams that we we can aspire to and I I want to help you reach those goals and make those dreams come true. So if you haven't already go to my boyfriend is a plumber.com and check out what we've got going on. Um we are I I am just getting started. Believe me, I have I have so many ideas. I just, I'm like bursting with ideas of just silly and smart plumbing things um, to share with you, plumbing-themed ideas to share with you. Um, and I just have so much to give to help you. Um, so bear with me while I get the site really up and bursting, but please come check it out. Um, I have all kinds of articles to help you go for what you want in life. I don't talk about manifesting or anything metaphysical like that. It's all just practical, tactical tips for you to start unclogging your pipe dreams and, you know, make your dreams come true. I want to tell you one last exciting thing about my boyfriend is a plumber.com that I'm in the process of putting together a whole a whole suite of information and and products that are just not only are they going to help you make your dreams come true but they're going to make you laugh and have a good time while you're doing it. So, I'm in the background doing all that, but I just wanted to tell you that it is coming. So, if you go to my boyfriend is a plumber.com and you're like, "Well, she has 10 articles, blah blah blah." Um, listen, it's really hard to to unclog your pipe dreams and start a an editorial brand from scratch. So, cut me some slack. Um, send me some love and I'll see you next time on the Let Me Out I'm Stuck podcast. Until then, keep dreaming.